Welcome back, everybody, to Zip Dudes Podcast. Get right into it. I need to hear about this whole Birkenstock fiasco. Give me my Birkies. Yeah. Well, did you hear that they're IPOing before this? Like, have have you heard the the talkings of this? No. I think this you mentioned a, to a surprise us what IPO dump on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the Barbie movie came out, I think she was wearing Birkenstock at some point. I actually have not seen it. Um, mm-hmm. But then there were stories that Birkenstock was considering an IPO because they were getting so many sales from the Barbie movie. You're and joking. This is, I thought was that was catalyst? a ridiculous... That's a ridiculous... Well, I don't know if that's actually true. That's just like the news report that I uh, read. Okay, right? okay. But they I were considering the, an IPO. I am seeing... Oh, oh, Margot Robbie was wearing Birkenstocks outside of the movie. Like, she was just spotted in L.A. as And, and they're like, guys, <laughs> we got to go public. <laughs> <laughs> There's no have, way. <laughs> well, nevertheless, right? They mm-hmm. did IPO. They announced the price of the shares yesterday as $46 a share, which wow. would sell, like, I think it was 32 million shares, and they were going to raise... I think it was 1.5 billion dollars through that and they would then be valued at around 9 billion which was more than competitors that oh. have ipo'd in the shoe market like yeah Skechers. what is like uh, crocs do you know i don't know what crocs is worth but they're they're worth more than them now let's see it was in your little uh crocs bull versus is... bear Five bill. Birkenstocks yeah, yeah. That's is actually crazy. Double. That Crocs I don't know is about worth five that. billion. Um, I Nine think it high. It valued. It was like thirty-seven times the value of their revenue, but they did make like they sold like one point three billion dollars worth of freaking sandals, and. Or making hand over fist on theirs on their but net. But like that's their uh, only source of revenue. Like uh, they yeah, like they're, really they're a shoe no, that's company. Their, that's their main source of revenue. So I mean, Nike that, is a much like larger form because like a thirty-seven percent increase over their revenue is a is a fair valuation. Um. Put this, well, I you, think. Do the, you see their IPO price jumping thirty-seven percent? No, and in fact, it sank today. Um, at, it, I'm pretty sure it ended at like $41. That's usually how IPOs go, though. Yeah, is there really such thing as an IPO? Like, I know we, we talk about them, but like, how frequently do they all just plummet? It closed at, it closed at $40.20. You like that? Wow. What is that? Is Elon going to buy them? Elon bought Birkenstock because <laughs> of the closing price. <laughs> Oh my god! So now it's now it's going to be even further. I'll, I'll say this, Spike. Culture. You'll 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 appreciate this extra fact. I about two years ago in 2021, they were bought by this company called like I don't have it in front of me, but it's like La Carette, mm-hmm. and they're majority owned by Hennessy Louis Vuitton, and so. Hennessy Louis Vuitton has a huge stake over this company. Interesting. And I just saw that they, a lot of their brands lost a ton of money. They have a lot of their brands. It's probably why they're doing this IPO. A lot of their brands are valued at 30, 35 times their revenue because of the 
name and the, right, and the, the, the value that people them. put towards um, the brand, right? right? And so I think that they're pretty much trying to propose because they do this with all their you know luxury ass brands that it's 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 just as valuable almost to like to keep an image. You get what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I think yeah, only like they, they could pull it buy off. It's like dinky old Crocs, would they? <laughs> <laughs> dinky old only five bill. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm even surprised that they have such a large stake in them. But uh, I do think that they have somehow convinced, like almost everyone in America, to buy $120 sandals, which to me is kind of crazy. I think. That they've convinced the East and the West Coast to buy $120 sandals. Mm-hmm. And that's all they well, need. What about Germany? I bet Germany mm-hmm. <laughs> has something to say there, too. But... Well, you said, said the US, so you know I'm not going to include Germany in that one. But, um... Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that it was a very interesting IPO. I do not think it's going to go up a significant amount. But I do think that it's I can see it why it's one of those more high value it's it's nearly a luxury good yeah because it's nearly a luxury good almost like lululemon is nearly a luxury good you know or uh it's it's basically a luxury good but it's it's not you get what i'm saying like everyone buys lululemon which is a reason why they get so many sales like lululemon gets more sales a year right then because everyone around us buys luxury products like I, I think we have a skewed perspective yeah but i am not seeing like birkenstocks like i've seen birkenstocks outside of you know southern california yeah but, they're in like colorado and washington and portland new jersey mm-hmm. yeah port yeah well yeah <laughs> just portland just portland chicago who, like, that's where i first like saw people wearing them. It's people from Chicago. I, okay, I well, what, I don't know. I don't get where this conversation is going. A lot of people wear Birkenstocks. <laughs> they sell 1.3 billion dollars worth of these shoes a year. Like they, they make plenty of money. Um, I tried buying Birkenstocks a few weeks ago, and I tried looking for sales, and like I couldn't find any less than 120 bucks, and I just gave up. They don't need to I'm sell not them like, for less. I know, and like I fully respect that. I'm just not buying $120 sandals. That's fair enough. I wouldn't either. I I don't get it at all. Like I don't understand it. Like obviously rainbow sandals are die in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. No, I do get it. Like they're they're super high quality. Like I think brands like Lululemon or Birkenstocks can be like sort of luxury because they have that higher quality and people will I guess pay that and like. This is my idea. I think that when you're in a, a sector and you can sell your good, which costs the same amount as someone that's selling it, you know, a, a small amount above cost, but you can sell it for a ton because of your brand and the legacy of it or whatever, you've now almost become a peak in your market. And in my head, like Tesla did that, obviously. Like, and it obviously is because of that technology and it's a completely different story. But he's able to sell them for so much at the beginning that everyone thought it was a luxury good company. But now he's selling them to everyone and their mom because yeah. that's kind of the direction of these companies that peak like that is they have to make a product that's acceptable to kind of a step down so they can scale even further. And uh, I think that's what Louis... Not necessarily what Louis Vuitton does with 
all of their things, but... Maybe I mean, Crocs is doing pretty good at it, but people shit on them all the time. I feel like Crocs has done a crazy good job, but they're not. A that's probably good. what that's probably what separates luxury goods from other like Birkenstocks and Lulu, where like they do try to diversify into like the more affordable and like make it more for everyone versus something like a Lulu bag. It's like it's or whatever. Uh, Louis Vuitton bag, yeah. like they don't even try to make it uh, accessible, you know. No, it's like they they just put whatever number they want on it, and that's how they keep their value. Well, you can compare that to like selling a Ferrari. Like Ferrari doesn't need to sell that many cars to be profitable, right? Like you sell less bags, yeah. and it's it's a business plan, same, right? Same. Yeah, but I I totally agree with you. You think it's enough about shoes? Do you mm-hmm. want to move on to something? I would have been more interesting. Yeah, I mean, at the end, uh, let's let's go around in a little uh, circle here. Buy, buy, uh, or sell. If you had Birkenstock stock uh, IPO, you you buying, selling, holding. What are you doing here? Nothing. Uh, I ain't touching this with a ten foot pole. <laughs> okay. I think it's gonna dip a lot, and then I I might buy some. I think I that longevity other... over like ten years, it might, you know go up <laughs> i just have Anything. other uh luxury goods holdings already that i'm more confident in than gotcha gotcha this is kind of in like the clothing sector that noah's more of an expertise in so i felt like he would be more inclined to mm-hmm. to buy and uh, buy into birkenstock you know and i would be inclined I would be inclined to, but unfortunately, they don't pay dividends, oh, so it doesn't gosh. meet my qualifications. I'm not even this ask. is, I I feel like <laughs> potentially I could be telling how how, uh, how much? Uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I could be telling Daniel <laughs> in like five years, like I told you so, and he'd be saying the same shit that he always says about Lululemon. Like he's always kicking himself as if like he knew or something in advance, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like now one of them's on the market. You can kind of wait. You don't have to buy the IPO. Like that's not what we all think at all. <laughs> but you know, once it dips and it kind of barrels out, like maybe it's a good company for longevity, and they just need a couple good news stories, which honestly sometimes pumps up these more front-facing brands rather than like like margot like margot robbie <laughs> buying her plan b in birkenstocks like <laughs> <laughs> okay, you get, you get my point yeah, yeah, yeah i do hey editor spike here want to let you guys know we've started the paper trade up again the game is going to be two weeks long it starts next monday the 23rd and it will end on friday after hours on the third we will have a prize for the winner, um, so make sure to join our Discord, learn more about the game and how to join. Um, I'll go ahead and link that in the description of the episode. So, good luck, everyone. Talking about celebrities and um, things that they do to stay in the media and stay fit, have you guys heard of Ozempic? No. You know what? I have heard a little bit of this little pill they call ozempic i don't think it's a pill actually i don't know what it is to be honest but it looks like i, 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 I don't know what this it, picture it it could be injections i have no idea all i know is people are taking it people are taking it that is people that are, is one way of and saying a lot it. of it's people have taken it crack it it kind of <laughs> is the new crack and we're you're about to hear a what, lot about what, it what, Spike. what is it it's a diabetes drug that helps uh manage blood sugar levels but it also happens to be a great weight loss drug. Ah. And 
Um, it's because. It Go ahead, Manny. It, it, gra- it greatly uh, suppresses appetite, from what I've heard. So that's why it's so good for weight loss. It's like the entire day, you just don't feel like you need to eat. That's hilarious. It's, it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's for diabetes, and so they're just like, yeah. What if we just like make them not eat? <laughs> yeah, and then celebrities were like, "Damn, yeah, this no pill is slapped. <laughs> My blood sugar's down." <laughs> So it's very popular, I think, among celebrities, right? And they'll talk mm-hmm. about it, like celebrities that aren't at all very overweight, but potentially could have diabetes or some potential problem with their blood sugar. I don't mm-hmm. think they do, but, um, you know, I don't know. And uh, they'll lose just like tons of weight, and it's, it's just very in the limelight. But it's also taking over, um, you know, the health care in- in- industry. And today... Um, the company that owns them is called Novo Nordisk, which is a Danish giant healthcare company. And they had trials of, of Zempic that they ended early because there was signs already that it helped kidney disease um, and patients with diabetes. And so with Why would that they news, stop it early. I don't know. You Why know what? I read like continue the trials. Because you know I mean? they saw what they needed to see, Spike. <laughs> they saw they the good sides. They're like, ship it. <laughs> that's, Honestly, that's enough. What the market said is is exactly that because they no went up six percent, like cool enough, oh right? My God. So they're up six percent. They're a big company, like that. That that's a significant gain. But all of the companies in the dialysis market, which I'm assuming is how you mostly help kidney disease now, just plummeted. So the top money based off of just like they ended early trials. Based off of its popularity, based off of growing popularity. That's insane. Both of those, honestly, is of what you guys are saying. But okay, so the number one loser on the S and P was Davita Inc. That was down sixteen percent today. Holy! And they only produce dialysis machines. No. Oh. So I'm sure it's a big part of their operation. I, I, I don't know, honestly, but I believe that it's a big part of their operation. Also, Baxter International, you probably never heard of that either, was down 12%, but it's also on the S&P. <laughs> and, um, wow. Those were the two biggest losers. There's another one called Fresnius Medical Care that was down 17%. Um, but, like, it, it was crazy. And there, there was other medical device companies just going down as well because of like just I think off like <laughs> offshoots or something shrapnel. It is, it is so insane that this diabetes pill like wouldn't have gained traction if Jonah Hill didn't have to lose forty pounds for a shoot. Like the fact that <laughs> celebrities the made <laughs> the fact that celebrities made this like what it is and like why everyone's talking about it is like why everyone thinks it's gonna be successful right to be fair when you your doctor i don't know if you guys have experienced this but when your doctor tells you to just take a drug it's pretty much like well what is this and what are you giving me and what is this actually going to do mm-hmm. so i'm sure when he they say because they're pretty much like selling it half the time <laughs> oh well i get this little kickback from this company called ozempic <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, i don't know if you've heard <laughs> i think that when you see a celebrity getting it 
it's like a lot more digestible. It's like, wow, yeah, I saw Jonah Hill lose a bunch of weight doing that. Maybe helps. I'll try. It, it's literally a celebrity endorsement for the drug that the doctor is selling. Like that's insane mm-hmm. to think about, but that's how our healthcare system works in America. Um, and so I think that's a big reason why there was just a boom in the market today around a drug trial. Like, okay, but, usually there's a huge losses and gains because of drug trials but never really affecting the S&P especially when there's a war going on and then this is the biggest <laughs> thing that happened Ozempic is the biggest oh, news oh my god I may, I may or may not have looked into how you get Ozempic and apparently it's pretty difficult if you're not diabetic and that's why <laughs> and that's why only the celebrities can get it because they just know some like Hollywood doctor that they're gonna yeah. pay like out the back and like they're the only people that have that type of means you know I don't think they're the only ones that know that but they're definitely ones that know that mm-hmm. I mean they're the you ones that have the money to know that please let Jonah Hill lose 40 pounds we need him to look younger <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street 2 needs to be yeah. top notch there's I'm one movie killer. producer out there and he's just the Ozempic guy <laughs> like this this guy this is, will get you Ozempic yeah. we pay him 50 grand per shoot uh did you guys hear uh, <sighs> after hours about the uh, little Microsoft little tax evasion news? Maybe I saw a Twitter headline about it. I didn't. I didn't see anything else. Uh, I I did it's see X it now, but uh, <laughs> nope. the IRS said that nope. Microsoft nope. owes them twenty eight point nine billion dollars in back taxes. And get this, it's from two thousand four and two thousand thirteen. That's the years that they won it. I think it's from 2004 to 2013, oh. right? It's like all yeah, those cumulative it, yeah, years. Yeah, it includes those years is what I'm saying of their taxes. So isn't there like a 10-year – what's the I thing? I think the IRS can go back 20 years. All right, 20 years? Isn't Damn. that the rule yeah, of thumb? Microsoft's fucked. I thought so. Yeah, they – My uh, dad always says it. What's funny is they're also asking for interest off of it from those years and like fines as well for for committing their, their, I, I couldn't tell if it was linked or if they were just injunction doing this um, but the IRS has been investigating about Microsoft trying to avoid taxes by claiming that portions of their revenue was generated outside of the the U.S. Um, so I don't know if this is just like their sneaky way of you know punishing them for that, or if they just found discrepancies. It's probably just discrepancies, and it's I think less than one percent of their total market cap. So. Okay, they so, shouldn't be sweat, sweating it too much. So the reason, I don't know if they can go back 20 years, but the reason they can go back so long, and I know they can go back a handful of years, is so they have time to kind of choose the highest priorities, right, of these large businesses to do. Mm-hmm. You don't think I mean, that because of the lawsuits and everything, they might have moved them up a little bit in the stack of papers and said, hey, why don't you look into Microsoft right now? They kind of pissed us the fuck off over here. In this side of the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
My yeah. IRS buddy, can you kind of, um, you know, nudge them so they know that we're the boss? Yeah. Like, can you I, just, I don't know. You know. Put your elbow on them. <laughs> I think you're thinking really I mean, highly or maybe lowly of the U.S. government for their communication skills. Oh, I think it's I mean, laughable that it's from this far back. Like, yeah, to go back, I don't know, fifteen if years this has anything to do with like this is how long they take to process these things or what, but like two thousand four to two thousand thirteen. I don't know. We don't need. I, I guess it, it would actually help with um, inflation, maybe by taking that fine, the government <laughs> taking away money from the market. Yeah, that's that's really gonna chip away at the what. Thirteen trillion. Uh, yeah, maybe we can use it to pay off our debt. Just throw that thirty bill in the fire real quick. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting topic, but is there anything about them like having to pay it, or is it just no? It's bit? really just today they informed them, and then Microsoft mm. mentioned that or that they're gonna appeal it and shit and take it to court uh, Amazon like, gotcha, had gotcha, gotcha. something similar against them against like the the moving revenue around um but the appeals court sided with Amazon so the IRS lost that case so damn I don't know uh, set, they, sets they, a president for really Microsoft like that not liking Microsoft right now but they didn't appeal yet so we don't know Fair enough. We'll let the courts decide, I guess. <laughs> we will let the courts decide. Just like the courts are deciding what happens to our old friend SBF. Oh, I haven't um, thought about him in forever. I know. No one has. But you know what? The The trials are officially happening. And we are getting the oh, Are they the televised? They are not televised. Oh, They're... God. There have been some fucking hilarious uh, drawings from the the courtroom. You know how like they have like an artist and they yeah. have those two like <laughs> abstract drawings and yeah. stuff. I, so I uh, that's a great American tradition, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it really like is. that that's fucking <laughs> awesome. Draw you in your lowest point. And We're not allowed to film. Let's get a cartoon artist in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Carolyn uh, Ellison, the girlfriend of SBF, she was like one of the main uh, testifiers uh, during the, the the latest trial, and this is like one of the the pictures going around of 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 the drawing, and uh, a lot of the comments were just like anything that anyone has ever said about this chick has nothing compared to what this artist has done to her because <laughs> oh he just like absolutely fucked her up and <laughs> <laughs> how she looks and then people are saying that SPF looks like the like a fucking serial killer like like he's just has like skin plastered onto his face so that's a little that's a little fun tidbit into the into the courtroom mm -hmm. but in, in, in the real nitty gritty Carolyn says that SBF and her arranged for billions of customer funds to be used in risky investments for Alameda, which was pretty much what everyone suspected, what everyone thought, what everyone confirmed. So she just kind of said, yeah, it's, it's pretty much all true, even though SBF is 
still denying all of this. She said that she warned SBF like multiple times that this was going to bankrupt uh, FTX and Alameda. And she says that I thought that Alameda's financial position was risky. And if the market went down, we would lose a lot of money. I was concerned about conveying this information to lenders and worrying about Alameda's financial health and recalling their loans. And um, she's committed. Uh, uh, she's um, she's pled guilty to committing seven felony accounts, and SPF has denied all of them. She says when she was hired, she thought she was underqualified for the job, and SPF assured her that she was the right person for the job. She got a base salary of 200k and received bonuses up to 20 million dollars holy just shit a psa out to anyone if you're working with money and your base case 200k and you're getting 20 million bonuses there's something fishy happening behind those curtains and holy shit and and and, and you're profiting from it so we really just tried so, to hire what what position was she she was like the financial director of Alameda. So she uh, ran okay. Alameda. Alameda was just like kind of like their uh, back door to FDX where like they took all the customer funds and like made investments. Mm-hmm. So FDX didn't get its hands dirty. Um, she said that when she uh, came in uh, that uh, Alameda was already losing monies and investors were pulling out and half the employees quit. And that was in 2018. And I'm just thinking like, how did FTX get this far with so many of these endorsements and like so many of these financial institutions coming through its history and not see that five years ago they were still like struggling with fraud and holding employees and investors (laughs) bailing on them? Like, it's it it makes it seem like running a scam is so much easier than it it really should be um and then during all of these uh during all of these like times where they're losing money and uh and and SBF is trying to save the company he was trying to find like new ways of of getting money every day and that's when he invented FTT which is like the FTX token and they sold it for anywhere from five to ten cents and it went up to fifty dollars so what they essentially did was just literally printed money out of thin air because people thought that ftx was the gold standard of of crypto exchanges and then later in their exchanges with investors and different uh uh type of uh institutions that they would invest in as well Whenever money was exchanged and they didn't have him, they would just pay in FTT tokens. That was this imaginary money that they that they pumped up, and then it all fell to the ground. When FTT went to zero, then all their investors had zero money, and the the rug was kind of pulled out for them. And that was kind of the story that Ellison uh, told us when she was on the stand, and pretty much corroborates everything that anyone has ever said about FTX and its failings that it was just a complete sham people put a bunch of money into it and then SPF was playing League of Legends and making risky calls on whatever the fuck he wanted in the back with his billions of dollars so um, that's kind of where we're at um, 
it looks like SBF is going to be in a lot of trouble, but there might be one savior to this story, and that's the kicker. Mm. The kicker is Mr. Kramer came out and said this exactly. I can't go without gold because gold is not good. I can't go out with Bitcoin because I can't be in something where Mr. Bitcoin is about to go down big. And when he refers to Mr. Bitcoin, <laughs> he's talking about our friend SBF. Now, Jim just predicted that Mr. Bitcoin, SBF, is going to, quote, go down big. If we have known anything about the Jim Cramer hex, this man is going to get off scot-free, he's going to pay his way out, and he is going to have millions, if not tens or hundreds of millions to retire on. And I think Kramer just fucked all of us with, with that quote. He literally and, just uh, scammed people like the other day, Manny. There's no way he, he's getting off. Like, he just scammed more people. He he's he's constantly making tokens and like and and doing and and rug pulling all the he's time. Addicted. He loves. He it. is. He's not like that's that's what she testified is like basically every day he was just trying to find another way to like scam out more money and it was just incessant. Damn. I think he thinks he's smart because he can do it. Yeah, that's you know? some ge- that's some like insane genius like <laughs> mentality right there. <laughs> yeah. But like almost fake genius type of. I bet he's actually BS. smart. Like his parents are both attorneys, like professors. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, obviously, he was able to create the biggest scam of American economic history. So you got to be somewhat intelligent to pull that off. Oh yeah. <laughs> but he's so dumb in other ways that it feels like he's faking it. There's an episode of Seinfeld where George hires a secretary, but like he, she can't be hot, but like he still ends up having sex with her. Mm-hmm. And then when he has sex with her, he like for some reason yells like, "I'm giving you a raise!" <laughs> and then yeah. he can't give her a raise because he has like no authority to do that. And then yeah. she like brings it up and stuff. You think that was like SBF when he gave her the twenty million dollar bonus? He just like said it, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck! Like, what yeah, am I supposed to do uh, now?" Shit. <laughs> she she said during their dating from 2018 to 2021 or something that there were a lot of incredibly awkward encounters during uh, their their work uh, their work hours. Apparently, what does that so, mean? So, SP, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there were some comments or there were some. <laughs> Some touchy, touchy. Uh, you know, SBF wasn't exactly the <laughs> the, the the coolest cucumber the rules, out there. Have you not heard the stories of what he used to do in the Bahamas, Spike? No. Did he go to, <laughs> to an island? No, he. Okay, I don't want to get too graphic on the dip dudes pods, but he island boy. <laughs> he pulled the island boys, and he would do tons of orgies. No and... way. And the island boys were there. Well, that's what I'm saying. I- <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, he was, like, notorious for having, like, these sex parties. And I, th- I think that's potentially how they met or, like, he brought her mm. in on one or something like that. 
Get but this, honey. <laughs> he like would admit that he's uh like I don't know the right terms, but like polygamous and would have tons of partners and mm-hmm. mess around and stuff. It's like, dude, you're just flaunting you with money right now. Like, what's happening? Yeah, like, this is most... on the side, he's just like printing free like fake money for people. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's the most super villain thing I've ever heard. Honestly. <laughs> but, just rumors. So, yeah. So, you know, this story doesn't have a lot of financial impact. I just thought it was kind of interesting considering it was one of the biggest financial heists in the U.S. And we're going to get a, we're gonna get some final results to this and maybe like another year from now. But uh, in the meantime, I guess people are worried about their Bitcoin investments and how this is going to affect it. And Jim's telling them what and what not to do. He doesn't like gold. He doesn't like Bitcoin, apparently. That's... That's... The gym's word of the day. I like gold. I like gold. Well, the gym doesn't. I mean, when yeah. I, on like a side note, when I heard about uh, is the Israel attack on Saturday, on Sunday, I was like, man, like, I feel like gold would spike off this. It was really kind of low last week. And sure enough, it just popped on Monday. It was crazy. Because because fear uh, fear mongers go to the gold or what? Uh, yeah. I mean, I just feel like gold would be more uh hold more value during wartime, just because of uncertainty. I, I'm. I, feel I gotta like, say, uh, yeah. also like more cash is gonna be spent during wartime. <laughs> So the the gold would become more valuable, maybe. Okay, okay. I've got to say that Spike made the best investment in wartime stocks right before, boom, another war happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what a play. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, after yep. Ukraine... I I had no no nothing in my head it was like not another war and then boom <laughs> another one human humans literally hate war like they never go to war how did Spike ever predict that that happened There's never gonna be another war after this <laughs> I mean I can't even think Just of another else, one after Spike. these two <laughs> Yeah that is crazy though I I I listen I when I see a good price I go in for it. And, they, and, and they he just went put in. Put a good price in front of me. It's hard to say no. I've been. Uh, I, I want to get you guys' thoughts. I need. I need my next option play. I've been hopping from option to option the past couple weeks. I'm thinking. I don't look at options that much. Like if I were into options, I would just look at like the the most volatile stocks of that week, so I'd get some movement. Hmm. I don't know. The spike strategy every- is two for three, so we'll see on how this one plays out. But I'm thinking some TLT puts or some MGM puts. TLT. What is TLT? TLT is the 20-year treasury bond ETF, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is just getting destroyed right now. And just because of the in- increasing interest rates, bonds have just been like really decreasing in in at least ETFs um, just because you know why would I 
if I'm holding these old bonds that have, you know, a, such a low interest rate, they're just worthless. You know what I mean? And people are getting screwed because yeah. I can just wait and get a better interest rate next week. And yours is, you know, it's not that quite that dramatic, but you get the you get the gist. Yeah. This this fund has to invest at least ninety percent of its assets in U.S. Treasuries. So it's like, obviously, if they've had that ninety percent for a while, those Treasuries at a much or at a much lower percent than they are now. So it's like this this fund is just holding dead money, basically. Exactly, and like I I think um, like right now it seems like they've hit a false bottom. I think it's up. Um, what is it like five yeah it kind of bounced huh it's up like three percent something small but 84 to 88 that's like five percent yeah it's 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 having a good week but i feel like with the upcoming fed meeting um like they're just gonna get destroyed again i feel like this is almost like the start of a fake bull run and i can like squeeze in and find like a, a good put you know, like a good contract price and not even like let it go to, you know, strike price or expire. Interesting. Interesting. I like, I like the idea on it. I, I genuinely do. It just scares me with stuff like this where I've, you see it dropping for the past three years and then you see this 5% dip by. It's like, what if everyone's going to buy this dip and then I'm just screwed, you know? Yeah, like I would even consider buying shares next to the put just as like a little hedge. Yeah, I mean they pay a three point six percent dividend, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and I've been thinking of of buying, you know, a bond or two, but just haven't looked too much into it. This is kind of like an easy, easy way in. But on MGM, um, they're plus nine percent in the past week um and i'm taking the ford approach on this one they are starting to get striked on from their workers they're um because the hotel strikes no it's the culinary and bartenders they, they want a new contract and it's oh my what's up with everyone wanting <laughs> know, new know, contracts right? just just stick to 1550 an hour and flip the fucking burger you know yeah, like come on man uh, this is the first strike in in almost like 20 <laughs> years and um i don't know they have striking like, i miss this uh it's the it's not just against mgm specifically culinary it's up against um caesars and win as well um, culinary but smoke. I'm thinking there's a strike yeah I'm going to Vegas yeah. this weekend I hope it's not where I'm staying God help me <laughs> are you staying no, at the MGM resort it's MGM Caesar and Win. you're you're definitely gonna like at least run into them oh my they, gosh they like own man, the what strip a weekend. <laughs> yeah they um they... you're gonna have microwave dinner at, at your hotel cause there's no, no, no one to cook for you <laughs> True. Yeah, they. I chose MGM out of the three, just because they have the most employees. I believe, like they're the bigger out of the three. Um, they also have a little bit higher of a market cap. Um, so I feel like they would be the most to be affected by this strike. Um, they also just got um hacked 
and they jumped on yeah i did see that yeah (laughs) like because the hack wasn't as bad as they thought it was um it just like shut down like some of their services i think and then i believe um some user data got leaked um people couldn't like access their reservations shit like that um just like just like hotel occupant details (laughs) i i don't know like probably personal details i don't know i they they have had some lawsuits that are being filed against them um but it they they said it estimated that it cost them a hundred million dollars in damages that hack god damn it's raised by cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. In terms of percentages, not that much to their, you know, uh, entire operation billion dollar market cap, but it's still a a decent chunk. And I feel again, you know, it's on a little bull run here. Well, Yahoo Finance says that it's overvalued, and it's like in the really red section, so. That's a good enough indicator for me. You said a hundred million dollars it cost them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm pretty sure when I read the story, it was like uh, I forgot what they called it, but it was a user error hack from inside of the company where someone called in, pretended to be an employee. Yes, yeah, it was to a, gather um, information. It was a social hack, I believe. Social. Thank you, thank you for remembering mm-hmm. that. I should know that. Um, a social hack. And that means that one employee cost a hundred million dollars in damages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, <laughs> there's guarantee that guy's fired, right? Like he's just gone. Like there's no way they can Maybe, keep him. How yeah. do you just like work at a company like that? After I wouldn't even want to work mean, there. Like, I mean, you've already lost a hundred mil on him. You might as well keep him around <laughs> yeah. so he can try to work it off. Sir, you give me a hundred more, and I'll double it. <laughs> it goes back into your pockets no matter what. So I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dodging your bill and like they make you work the kitchen just for yeah. 40 years to pay it off well not right now they're striking well yeah <laughs> like oh my god this company the the only um problem i have with tlt is definitely relies on jpal a lot more um i am pretty confident that they will be raising um, the next meeting. Last meeting. You think they're gonna raise rates next meeting? Yeah, I mean, last meet the meeting notes came out today, and for their last meeting in September, and two thirds of the committee agreed that they likely need one more hike, and then they voted to decide on no hike. So clearly, they're still thinking a hike is is. is needed and i also in january maybe not that early but jay powell said that they are likely going to increase until 2024 and he has not really shown any other indication otherwise i think it might be a steady keep as to where they are and then maybe one more increase i I can't see them going all of 2024 like Quarter percent, quarter percent, quarter percent, you know? You know, I haven't landed a lot of things, but when I'm landing, I don't go up, you know? Mm-hmm. I continue to go down. And I feel like this landing that he's talking about is not happening, you know? 
Yeah, I don't think well, it... You, we don't need a landing where we're going. We're going to the fucking moon, all right? <laughs> <laughs> we only go up from here. Yeah, I feel like the landing that he, he has been talking about hasn't really uh, gotten closer to the, the ground yet. I feel like we're really constipated. And <laughs> we can't get it out. He's giving us like these small accidents, mm-hmm. and he either needs to just bite the bullet and do it all, <laughs> or man, make, off. <laughs> make like a good solution for this situation because we all know what's gonna happen. Something. Yeah, he's either got to give us some big laxative, or he's got to massage the hole. Either either one's gonna work for us to stimulate. But. <laughs> okay, mixed with that, I saw that Ford workers are striking too. They're up to seventeen thousand. You're not even gonna tell Spike me what, what a, your your thoughts. Which one should I should I rely on more? Or are these both knows? Should I continue looking for other other options? He wants to our approval on his shorts mm-hmm. for MGM and the whatever the VLT. trust. Yep. Well, I'm going to Vegas, so they're about to get about three hundred of my dollars. Mm. So maybe I don't know. Is that a win for them or is that? <laughs> yeah. I I I like the trust too, Spike. To be completely honest, with these interest rates sticking around, I I don't see it like recovering super quick anytime soon you know yeah and i think i can i kind of like the option i can find kind of like that wave you know what i mean i i was pissed about uh my ford though not crazy but i was a little little remiss that i sold a day early oh yeah you got out too early and then the strikes hit and then you would have made billions or what no i was like i think i was up like 50 or 60 percent when i sold but then the next day it hit my strike price and then it kept going down. So it was just like, could have made it a little bit more, what per- but overall. What, per- what percent, what percent best case scenario, if you timed it perfectly, could you have made on the Ford options? Like 300%? Uh, I didn't really calculate it, but sure. Yeah, okay. I just have no clue what the upside to this is. I don't know if this is a $15 parlay into 155 uh, grand. So like or- depending on like, the contract price which are usually in like the the cents um Mm -hmm. so like like within like the dollar to cents range and so though as those the um sentiment in the market changes that contract price is increasing or decreasing and you know a 10 cent increase equates to you know for a dollar is quite a lot or a 10 cent like or even like a two cent increase on a 10 cent contract that's 20 percent right there already and you're also compounding that on the fact that you technically are owning i believe 100 shares per contract you're not owning but Mm. it's you're hedging 100 shares it sounds like I'm going to MGM without going to MGM, and I kind of like it. Yeah, I, I've i been just doing kind of, you know, throwing shit at the wall, see if it sticks kind of money. I haven't really been super confident in everything, um, but I am green. It's really even, but I am green, better than being red. 
Very good, very good. Okay, well, I think off of uh, those risky option plays, I want to show you two stocks that I saw. Not that I picked out, mm -hmm. but someone better picked them out. Kramer. BlackRock. BlackRock. Mm. BlackRock, uh -oh. Black the world's largest investment management with $9.4 trillion in assets. Coming in just bought two high-paying dividend yield companies there's, that are ripe for the picking Tupperware, right now. Tupperware, Tupperware, Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number one. Hannon Amstrunk Sustainable. Okay. Ticker H-A-S-I. HASI. They invest in infrastructure that implements renewable energy solutions. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple. They got a portfolio of $5 billion. Half of that is behind the meter projects, which are energy efficient, uh, energy efficiency, solar panel distribution, storage solutions. Uh, the other fifty percent is grid connected uh, operations, which are power assets with wind and solar and power storage. And then, like, the last, like, 5% of their portfolio is in fuels, transport, and nature, which is, like, renew renewable gas, fleet decarbonization, ecological restoration. So they're, like, this super greenwash type of investing uh, institution. And this is BlackRock just... The, just the green Halle Burton. 100%. 100%. And they look better because of it. BlackRock invested now a total of $300 million into Hassey. Mm -hmm. Hassey is, cur is currently paying a, drumroll please, 9.3% dividend. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, big boy fucking swinging <laughs> over here. 30 Dude, PE I might, ratio. I might fucking buy this. 30p ratio and the cherry on top it has fallen 75 percent since its high in december of 2020 and its payout ratio is 76 percent right now yeah, it took 25 percent this week though it what it's up 25 percent this week probably because of uh mr blackrock well, yeah mr blackrock <laughs> but you know what we we mr. can follow blackrock. we can we can follow <laughs> mr rock we can follow the rock into this investment and we can get swole just like him, all right? Mm. I think that there's plenty of profit to be made. We've got I'm a kinda, juicy dividend. I'm kind of with Manny on this. I'm but like... doesn't doesn't Dwayne Johnson just buy tons of companies? Like, wh wh why are we holding such high opinion to The Rock? Like, because they are the largest investment firm in the entire world. They own world. everything. So, mm. like, great. They own this. Like, wh wh what is this doing for me right now? <laughs> but they own the best of everything. You don't think they have the no, greatest they lines? they own trash. Because they even know that trash can blow up for their investment, you know? Like, they they are highly, highly diversified. What, do you think they just own Apple? <laughs> what, are they, what are they, Berkshire Hathaway? Mm -hmm. They're not... They own <laughs> Apple, Coke. These are, the, these are the big boys. They're not the pipsqueaks, you know? <laughs> you know what? All right. Noah didn't like the first yeah, one, so I'll one. send him off. I'll, like I'll send him off to the second one. one. Yeah, you're right. That, was, that was a spike stock right there. That, that was, was not... Perfect you know. spike stock. Okay. It's well, this one's those. also kind of this one's also kind of a spike stock, so uh, Noah can just get out of this oh, convo. This God. one's called 
gaming and leisure properties. Okay, all right? I don't like this, that. This is not the spike seal what? of approval on that one. I don't know about I that. I love that name of that business. Dude. That's the funniest name ever. <laughs> gaming and leisure properties. What, what the are they gonna fuck own? is this? They're gonna own like Well, are you pitching me how is Game Check? I am. <laughs> what do you expect? This is a REIT that invests, acqui- <laughs> oh, acquires, finances, and owns properties that are leased out to casino operators. Yeah, These boy. guys <laughs> own casinos, baby. Uh, okay. And you know what casinos do? They pump out the fucking money unless they have strikes going on, which they might be good for a short. <laughs> but other than that, they make really good investments, all right? They don't own they casinos, have- to be honest, right? They own the building that the casino is operating out of. Correct. So they're just getting a lease payment every month. And Correct. Uh, not to be the downward dog in this story right now. I'm glad you're pointing this out, though. The downward dog. Yeah. Right? Let's this, hear it, dog. Just, Come on. just telling me bark, we, bark, should inv- bark, bark. we should invest in commercial real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even oh say it without God. laughing. Uh, when when they what? when they are it's owned by no casinos, me, yes, <laughs> I I fully I fully back the casino operated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have nothing to do with casinos. Estate. They just sell their their property or they lease. They their have property. everything they're to do with landlord. casinos. If casinos do well, they have tenants. If they don't do well, then they're fucked. So you have to sell the people that are doing well. And casinos always do well. I mean, I do not think Caesars is going to go out of business. I'll give you that. <laughs> Tell me this hundred million dollars. Okay, continue. Continue. Is not Garcon. Garcon. Gaming. Gaming and leisure properties. By the way, I don't think I gave you their their ticker. It's GLPI Glippy. Uh, <laughs> they have fifty nine gaming properties in over eighteen states, so that they yeah. are spread out. They are spread out. Gaming properties. I just think of that picture of the old land party of the guy duct taped to the ceiling playing counter-strike yes yes <laughs> yes well they have that but instead it's it's blackjack that they're, they're they're playing below there mm. now keep in mind blackrock only invested 300 million in hassey but for glippy um, blackrock invested 1.43 billion dollars and gave blackrock a 12 percent ownership in this read jesus christ now, Here's here's the the upside kicker is you know retailers paid a g- good dividend we got a six point two percent dividend oh, for the P shit me. of sixteen and a P ratio of a hundred and one percent. Wow! But it's not uncommon for REITs to basically just pay out their rent as dividends like they it just goes one to one and. That kind of is told by their stock price. They're kind of about the same price that they started or IPO'd at in 2013 at $46. They're currently at $47 right now. So it's it's kind of bowed down in between that time, but it's it's stayed steady this entire time. And it's basically just owning commercial real estate that is rented out to casinos. If you think that that is a good business model, you are basically being paid the direct rent percentage of owning that REIT and instead you just have $1,000 worth of stock. I mean, you got a point, honestly. This thing has not moved very much and the only time it dipped was during COVID and it immediately went back like everything else and then it continued to climb and it's dipped a little bit since 
the beginning of the year, but you know, BlackRock kind just of did buy them. With like, I mean, the Rock and the real estate market. I mean, when the Rock invests, I follow. You know, it's like, do you? Do you? I don't know. Like, these seem like two stocks that you would never ever buy mm-hmm. in a million years. In all honesty, I could see myself buying Glippy if I had a bunch of money and I really wanted a 6% REIT payout, but I could not see myself buying Hassie. If you're so hung up on dividends, Manny, why don't you just buy CDs at 5%? Because I like some movement as well. Yeah, I like the I'll cash flow you, and movement. I like when 3M disappears half my port uh-huh. in two days. You yeah. know, that's, that's <laughs> real nice. That dividend stock, let me tell you. <laughs> Sometimes these stocks that you think are going to be stable mm-hmm. just go on the lawsuits and the mm-hmm. news and start having sexual misconduct in the workplace and, and just start just... damaging Marines' ears. <laughs> um, but you know, who knows what's happening at Gaming Leisure Properties Incorporated? Who knows? Also, do you Glippy. know? Do you know where they're based? Uh, Wyoming, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. What the? Fuck? Why- <laughs> Look at this, Wyoming, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I see that. I'm sure it's some loophole about like little town taxes shit. You ever heard cause... of Wyoming? No, I've not. Is it a large town? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I know so much about Wyoming. Let me see what their population is. You know what? Quick. It doesn't look large when 11, I go over Pennsylvania. 000. My gosh. <laughs> what the Smaller than San Clemente. That's crazy. Literally like a fifth of the size of San Clemente. I'm sure it's some small bank loophole that they're pulling over there because uh-huh. they're worth $13 billion. Do you know how many so employees they, they have? I don't know why they mean, but fuck no. Give me one second to scroll. Seventeen. Seventeen. They have (laughs) seventeen employees. It's low overhead. What do you want? Look, that's a that's a positive. That's insane. Can you imagine? And they're They're, managing the buildings that like MGM is using. (laughs) Their company is worth twelve billion dollars, and there's seventeen people working there. Imagine how rich these guys are. I just, yeah, what the fuck? And they're in wild missing Pennsylvania. Yeah, your fucking oh, cost of living is but their, as fuck. But their exact address is 845 Berkshire Boulevard, though. That's kind of nasty. That is That's kind of sick. <laughs> that is pretty nasty. Dude, wow, if you go to their website, it looks so bougie as shit. I'm kind of wanting to invest in them now. <laughs> oh, my God. Very nice. Very nice website. What a nice website. <laughs> if you scroll to the bottom, <laughs> guess what it says? Gambling problem? For free confidential oh help, God. call National Gambling yes. Problem Hotline at 1-800-522-4700. Hey, they're doing their part, okay? Ghibli Portfolio. Wow, dude. This is a great website. This is a pretty well-designed website. Now he likes Glippy. I like Glippy. I don't like I'm, Glippy. I'm a fan of Glippy. I like they also I own, like, uh, oh, no, these are all casinos. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them are hotels that are part of casinos. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly casinos. They own the DraftKings Casino Queen in St. Louis. That's, that, or St. Louis, I should say. That's pretty, pretty bougie, I feel like. 
I feel like that's where we're going next. <laughs> the draft king. <laughs> Boys, I would love to visit one of these casinos as, you know, due diligence into my uh-huh. investment oh, we'll, we'll uh, portfolio. We'll just get a sponsor the pod. Yeah. Easy. Whippy. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Reach out. They need the, the publicity, on honestly. <laughs> I was saying to go to the casino, kind of check out, see what their properties are like up to snuff. You know, we could, we could go to Saint Saint Louis and and check out their property. Saint Louis, Saint Louis, 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 Louis. <laughs> you boys got any uh, any topics to to add, or are we wrapping it? Um, I had one quick thing, but we're already at an hour. Now let's let's hit it quick. Okay. Well, did you see that Kellogg split co- their company last week? I did not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Kellogg split into two independently, but both publicly traded companies. One's called Kellanova, and that one is all focused on like their snacks and shit, like okay. pop pop tarts and Egos mm-hmm. and Pringles. And all that stuff. I and, love Pringles. Fuck. <laughs> and then uh, um, they also have WK Kellogg, which is just all the cereal. So like, you know, damn, all the what Kellogg the cereals. Which there's there's a ton of them. I can't think Did of them right destroyed? now. They get destroyed. I think Cocoa Puffs is one of them. Dude, yeah. they have a Pringles guy at their IPO picture. That is pretty nice. Pretty <laughs> nice. <laughs> Damn, um, they dropped. They've amount. been like decent movers in the S and P right now. Like consistently, they're either like up seven percent or down like twelve percent. And I'm like, okay, Kellogg, what is happening right now? I would have never thought that Kellogg would be such a big mover. On, I don't even know it they were on this. It, it isn't honestly. not. It's not really though. It's movement. I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah, it's moving. I don't know if it's that like crazy volatile. Are you looking at Kellanova or WK Kellogg? Uh, good question. What's the ticker? <laughs> I'm looking at K. Just K. Yeah. That's Kellanova, so that's their snacks. Oh, which I see. It's down a dramatic amount over the <laughs> last month. They're down ten percent. They pay a four point seven three percent dividend. They they got me. They got me. God damn it. I think the other one's WKG. Nope. Not it. But they've been making like significant WLK, I think. WK Kellogg Company? WLK? Down 7% today? That's probably it, huh? Must be it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. WLK? Uh, KLG. I don't know why I said WK. Yeah, there you go. WK Kellogg. They're down 7% today. Yeah, that's a ton. Yeah. <laughs> Over the last month, they're down 41%. The oh, cereal geez. company. What the fuck? I'd buy their I'd buy their snack snock. I would not buy this one. <laughs> I mean, they obviously split off for a reason, too. Yeah. Maybe it was kind of like yeah, uh, this is the... Better Call Saul, Kim Wexler type of situation. Mm-hmm. This is the bastard child. This was the 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 tick that was sucking all the blood out of Kellogg cereal. 
don't know. A cereal company bouncing up and down. Okay. You want to end the pod? Let's end it. End it. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We appreciate every single one of you. You have an amazing week. You fucking <laughs> bust those balls on Wall Street, <laughs> and you make shit happen. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>